Welcome to NetFront Presence. I'm Jeff Gordon, the Post-Dispatch, joined as always by our beat reporters, Tom Timmerman and Jim Thomas. Uh, well, JT, it's uh, it's going to be our last podcast before the, uh, the the trade deadline. And as always, we're going to start with the uh, looking at the blue line. Uh, what's the assessment? Marco Scandella comes back, jumps right in, shoulders a pretty big workload. Uh, not sure he's the answer, but for the moment he is. How, how do we uh, see the blue line right now? Yeah, I I, I think it's very much still uh, uh, up in the air. It's, it's going to be a complicated deal because of the Blues uh, cap situation, if Doug Armstrong makes one. But, uh, you know, Scandella played two very good games. Then, he, you know, and, you know, I looked at the replay of his pass several times. It maybe wasn't as bad as I thought at first, but still – You'd hate to be in uh, game four of a series and, and have a pass like that, uh, give up the go-ahead goal late. So I, I, I sure think Doug Armstrong is, is, is looking. Again, if something uh, will something happen, I'm, I'm not sure because uh, you, you've, got to, uh, you've got to free up some cap room. And, and who, who, do you, uh, who do you trade? Granted, you can put Sunquist on LTIR, but uh, Sunquist told uh, – uh, uh, Tommy and uh, Luke Korak and myself yesterday that he feels pretty good. And he thinks, you know, he's going to be pretty good from here on out. So uh, uh, a little more suspenseful, I would say, than the last uh, last couple of, uh, of trade deadlines. Yeah, the, the, you know, they would, I'm sure, love to add a body on defense, but as how it's going to work. And the only way it works is if you trade Marco Scandella. I mean, that's the only way you, you clear enough space to make something happen uh, because you can trade other guys that are making the minimum, but that, that doesn't help you bring in someone. The blues don't have any accumulated cap space to work with. So unless there's a incredibly generous GM out there who thinks that they can either, either the change of scenery works for Marco Scandella or something, I don't see where the cap space uh, comes from uh, unless, yeah, the next option is, is, you know, hired goons to, you know, break someone's leg or something to create LTIR space. And that could be a CBA problem. So probably I'm shocked, the, I'm the shocked that you would suggest that. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, you know, the, the Oscars uh, declaration that I, I'm not dead yet um, as in the Monty Python and the Holy Grail um, telling the world that, that no, 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 don't, don't, don't put me in the warehouse for the last quarter of the season and bring me back for the playoffs. Because there certainly was that did seem like everybody was thinking the same thing. Well, you know, he's got kind of this nagging problem. Only rest will help. Uh, geez, that that's a fix. And he hasn't been playing uh, to his usual level. He could use the, the downtime and then, you know, recharge in the playoffs. It was all making sense until he decided to, to, to feel better. <laughs> hey, and it could uh, it could still happen. The, the issue is now what we, we just have. Uh, we just have two games now. Uh, you, you just wonder how that knee is going to to hold up uh, uh, after this little bit of a pause and and uh, uh, they're, 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 they continue those uh, three games in four days and and, and uh, every other day actually a little more than every other day uh, down the down the stretch but you know uh, maybe a team would pick up some some cap space uh, but then you'd have to give up more. And again, unless it's Scandella, who, who, who do you move? I, you know, people say, well, Costin, maybe Jake Wallman. I, I don't know how attractive a, a, a trade piece uh, Clem Costin is right now uh, down in Springfield of, uh, you know, the AHL. And, uh, yeah, Wallman has shown some stuff uh, uh, 
lately. But uh, I, I, again, if you're, we're thinking, we're thinking the Blues are looking for a top four left defenseman. I, I don't, I don't think Jake Wallman alone is is is, is going uh, to do that for you. Yeah, Costin could be a piece, but the fact right now he doesn't even get you any cap space if you trade him because he's in the minors. Um, you know, the and and this is, you know, if you think who off this roster, otherwise could you trade? You know, do the Blues say we're getting a lot out of Ivan Barbashev this year, but we this isn't what he's going to be every year? Could Barbashev be, a, you know, a, a a trade piece? I mean, this is coming out of left field, but they, this might be the best year we see out of Ivan Barbashev. If you traded him, would you be trading at a high point? Um, but uh, on the other hand, he's a guy that's, you know, going to score 20 goals this season. So, um, you know, that might not be something you want to take out. And because of how it all fits together, is that taking a vital component out of the team? But that that's a guy that would get you some space and maybe down the road isn't going to be instrumental in your plans. I don't know. Yeah, and it's a fair question. Uh, you know, we've brought his name up just in terms of the long term. Where where is it going um, when he uh, gets to that next contract? You're always looking ahead to the next one, and for now, he's uh, certainly a, a good component and a, and a key guy with your chemistry. On the other hand, you know, I mean, and it, it kind of gets to another topic that uh, was was hit this week in our coverage. Um, you know, Ivan doesn't win any faceoffs. Uh, he is a supporting cast guy. He scores some, he's been put in a position to score and he has, um, but ultimately he's good. The next deal is going to be more expensive than the, the, the current one. And you're going to have to allocate more money on the blue line. You think maybe, unless you just can change parts. So, um, yeah, it is interesting. I mean, there's all the, and, and, and Sunquest will be the same thing going forward as well, right? Because he's not the same player he has been. So, you know, these yeah. are these are a couple of guys you're thinking about, and because otherwise you've got so many guys playing at a pretty good level, uh, JT up front, where you know it, it's not like you can just find guys that you could say, well, that's an obvious target because too many guys are playing well. Yeah, and and I really don't think, uh, and 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 we've been stunned before. Well at least largely surprised on Tarasenko. I, I, I don't think that's any kind of a issue now, not with the team contending, you know, if he's, if he's, if, and maybe you guys disagree, I think if he's moved, uh, it, they, they wait till the off season, but uh, yeah. Uh, Barbyshev, Sunquest, you know, Tyler Bozak's no trade uh, uh, clause uh, expired on this one year deal, March the 6th. I one, it's, it's not going to, give you much cap relief and two, I, you know, all due respect. I, I don't know uh, what team might be looking for uh, uh, Tyler Bozak. You know, he, he, uh, he just has had trouble with his fourth line role. He just uh, uh, hasn't produced a whole lot. So uh, otherwise, yeah, you're going to give up, you're, you're going to have to give up some goals to uh, somewhere to uh, uh, get, get a defenseman. And again, you, you know, you look around and who do you want to get rid of? Well, it's certainly not Kyra or Thomas. You just signed Buchnevich and Saad and they're producing. Tarasenko's producing. Perron has come alive. Shen has come alive. Uh, O'Reilly is, is doing better, although, you know, maybe not at his, uh, at his typical uh, uh, point scoring pace. So, uh, you know, uh, where, where does the, the trade come from? Logan Brown, you know, I, I don't, I don't think anyone's going to 
maybe be too excited about that. So uh, it's not the easiest of spots that uh, Doug Armstrong is in. And, and, you know, when I talked to him uh, uh, about this, at our, it was right near the end of the all-star break. He, he said that he didn't necessarily think there, there would be maybe a lot of moves just because of the fact that not just the blues, but, you know, half the league is, is at or very near the cap and uh, uh, that it may take a three-way deal, you know, and, and we don't see many of those. What do we see? One or two of those uh, uh, a cycle. So uh, yeah, not, not, I, I know fans love playing the fantasy trade and, and, uh, and, I, but you know, it, it's not a, uh, an uncomplicated, uh, well, that's a double negative, but it's, it's a complicated, it's a complicated proposition for, for Dougie Armstrong. Yeah. And, you know, you say, you know, some guys got to come out of the lineup if they make that trade defensively, it's Scandella or Mikula or Bortuzzo. And I think Mikula, you know, is they, they, if they acquire a defenseman, they almost have to trade away a defenseman because then they just have too many of them. Um, so at that point, but, you know, Mikula is a guy that you think can be really good that they're going to build around. So he's not going to be out there. Scandella is one that makes sense, but again, Who's how is that trade going to work? And I don't, you know, you're going to have to give away some other, some really other intriguing or attractive components to make someone want to take Marco Scandella in that contract. Yeah, and it's uh, and and for although it's it's high, it's it's relatively high cost depth. You're also you also value veteran depth on the blue line um, heading into the, the postseason. So while you would like to upgrade for Marco. Uh, and find somebody more consistent to play the bigger minutes. Um, you also are mindful that you need to have some depth again, not at that cost. If somebody could trade you, there's a way to have somebody just absorb some of Marco's money and yet leave Marco on the team. I guess that's not allowed. Um, that would be helpful <laughs> just because he would be a valuable guy to keep if he wasn't at that price that he's preventing that prevents you to do something else. So, yeah, it's all very interesting to see uh, how this plays out at the trade deadline. Another team, guys, uh, did make a move, Colorado, which is a team in, in absolute go-for-it mode, and, and it needs to be because at some point they're not that franchise is going to have a, to pay a lot of guys a lot more money. But for the moment, they can make moves. They add uh, Manson on defense, filling a need there. And, they, you know, to make the cap numbers, to keep the cap flexibility, they trade away a skilled guy that hasn't quite cracked the top six as they hoped and Yost, and they get a more of a, um, a supporting cast checking type guy in Sturm and then with the wild and the wild adds a little skill and subtracts a little bit of checking. And that certainly helps the wild. So that kind of gives you an idea, idea JT about how these sort of things have to work. Um, yeah. Teams, but they had flexibility. Colorado had some flexibility. Yeah. Just, just, just enough to make, make it happen. Now the, the the other facet with the Blues you could talk about is there a way and again you, you still have to create the cap space but maybe if a team uh, in any kind of move uh, uh, agrees to uh, eat some of the cap space uh, uh, do you, you know I'm sure teams are are uh, looking at uh, Jake Neighbors although and Jake's had a had a fine season tremendous season uh, with the Oil Kings in the Western Hockey League but he's been hurt lately he's been out like eight games with an upper body and I, and uh, uh, you know, he's the first round pick from 2020, the, the first round pick from 2021 uh, 
Zachary Bolduc, just as David Perron predicted when Bolduc got set down, he said he needs to go down there and tear up the, the Quebec League, and he's just killing it in the queue. He's got like 32 goals and 44 games, and and since uh, the league, uh, uh, the queue had a, had about a month and a half right around the holidays, a little after COVID pause, but since like the beginning of February, he's, he's scoring like more than a more than a goal a game, so do you dip into those one of those two guys? I would kind of doubt it, but you, you never know. And another guy, Perunovic, uh, who's 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 hurt, but uh, and and certainly out for this year. But uh, maybe a team might be interested in him him going forward uh, too. And I I still think the the Blues are are pretty high on Perunovic, and you know <clears throat> unless it's an offer that uh, some kind of thing that that is really enticing to them, I, I don't think they're they're willing to, to, to do that. So if there's a way we know Doug Armstrong will find it, but uh, uh, this, this is not going to be a, uh, not going to be an easy one. Yeah. And I think for a lot of those prospects for Perunovic or for neighbors or for Bulldog, it's gotta be a trade that you think is going to make a big difference in this team, that this is going to be the difference between you know, this makes you an actual Stanley cup contender, <laughs> that this is going to get you past Colorado. You, know, you you it's, you don't do it for a depth trade um, in Colorado. You know, with their trades, they the other byproduct is they've got cap space now. They can still go out and make another trade. They they're now back in the Giroux mix because they've got the cap space to to make that happen. When you look at uh, another possibility that was much discussed, and I think it was more of a possibility for any team uh, beyond this season. The the much discussed Jacob Chikrin. Um, you know, he gets hurt and that uh, that's not helpful. I think that was always going to be something if for the blues or anybody else that might be look, uh, might be a way to reconfigure your blue line for the next few years, because he has term on his contract at a fairly team friendly rate. If he's a good player, which, you know, for much of this year, that was, that was an issue uh, but boy then, but he gets hurt, gets hurt right before the trade deadline. So that kind of changes the dynamic. Um, you, you can't make a trade for a guy that's going to miss a bunch of time before the playoffs start, unless you'd feel like, well, we got a great team. We just want a guy for the playoffs. And again, JT, that seems like more of a guy that would be, um, it's kind of pushing, I think almost pushes him to the off season. Yeah. Especially if it's closer to that month than the two weeks, supposedly it's two, two to four week uh, deal. And, uh, you know, uh, especially since Bill Armstrong, the former Blues executive, apparently he's, he's asking for, you know, the, the moon and the stars uh, for him. Can he can he still do that? So, yeah, you, you, you kind of think Chikrin would be uh, would be out of the mix. Uh, uh, and, and Jeff, you have a better feel for this than I. I mean, the, the, the Ben Chirot is a guy that the, uh, the 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 Blues, by all appearances and all accounts, have been looking into. I mean, is is the asking price. How high is the asking price uh, uh, for him? And uh, you know, I, I don't know who else is out there. You hear that Travis uh, is it Sandheim from uh, Flyers. You've heard his name come up. Uh, but uh, again, as Tom pointed out, at what price do you give up? Unless you think this is going to really be a significant uh, improvement for for your uh, for your club. And the other question is going to be: Is you know. 
is, you know, because we saw it when you go back to when they traded Paul Stassi, is this a team that they think can win the Stanley Cup? What, you know, is this part of their window? Do they need to strike now? Are they better suited in a following season? You know, how worth it is it right now, especially when you've got a powerhouse Colorado team that's loading up? You say, we think we, I mean, in your heart of hearts, they, they, you have to say, are we going to beat Colorado? And it's the NHL playoffs. Anything can happen. But, you know, Colorado is going to be 15 points better than the Blues in the final standings. You know, it kind of speaks to the other issue we've talked about, about how the team has been transitioning to a different nucleus. You know, now it's a, a nucleus with, uh, you know, Cairo and, and Thomas, uh, particularly on the offense uh, of end. And then you've got uh, you've got a couple of D men that you're committed to that are going to be with you for a while, a, a trio of uh, D-men that are going to be uh, part of your, your deal going forward here. Um, so you have a nucleus that's got some term to it and that's building towards something. And so uh, to your point earlier, you know, Bolduke and, and neighbors, they can definitely fit into some of this. And we've talked about who ends up not being in the group, all well, guys like Barbershev and, and, and Sonny as they start getting more expensive and, and the decision on Perron and all this. So, yeah, it is. Uh, the, the team's in an interesting place, you know, and you're going to want to keep Puso, and that's not going to be in it. That's, that's going to cost. You're going to, that's going to cost you money for sure. Um, I think generally speaking, it would make more sense to hold on to everything, but maybe if there's a, if there's a surprise move, does somebody take Bennington at the trade deadline and you run with Huso and you take all that cap money and, and do something. I don't know. I never put anything past Armstrong, but he'll have to make a decision at some point uh, in goal. But um, I, I'm kind of leaning more like to, to just, you know, ride it out and, uh, and keep building. Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 the sense I got in talking to some, some uh, people in, inside the building, I'll say when they were there, what was it about a week or two weeks ago? Uh, and they had their organizational meetings with all the personnel and all the scouts in this person came out of that room thinking, thinking, and again, things can, could have changed dramatically from there, that they would probably do that, uh, Jeff Gordon, and just, just stand pat. Now, that was before uh, the, uh, the, 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 the road trip to, uh, to, to New York City and, uh, and, and those losses. So I, I don't know how that may have, uh, how that may have changed uh, anything. And, and just in, in my history, the, the only time, and it seems like in, in most trade deadlines and even most trades that uh, uh, Armstrong usually goes big or, 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 or he doesn't go at all. You know, uh, Stasny, that, that team was in a free fall. I think they'd lost seven in a row uh, or were winless in seven in a row. And uh, he, he, he didn't think, even if they squeaked into the playoffs, which ultimately they didn't, he, he, he didn't think they would go anywhere. Now, Scandella was maybe about, what, about a week before the trade deadline, 10 days, but that was caused by Jay Bowmeister's uh, uh, cardiac uh, uh, episode. And, and then really the, uh, the last couple of years, uh, uh, really just, just really kind of minor moves at the, at the deadline. So, yeah, I, I, I would not be stunned uh, if, uh, if the trade deadline came and went and uh, the Blues just uh, committed to the roster uh, Doug Armstrong is very, I, I don't know, kind of big on chemistry. And, uh, I, I think he, he would be a guy that would think about how does this guy fit with the team? And, uh, uh, I, I think he's also, uh, uh, 
loyal, at least to a, to a degree. And, uh, you know, uh, their player development has, with rare exception, you know, Clem Costin hasn't developed, but, you know, you look at players like Kairou and Thomas and okay, they were highly touted, but even a guy like Nikola, who we didn't know a whole lot about, uh, you know, uh, and then, then who so, I mean, their patience with these guys has played off. And now finally, uh, and Tom with his analytics, Ben says Jake Wallman analytically uh, looks, looks really good. So maybe their patience with Wallman is, is, is finally paying off. Yeah. Well, I'll, I don't think we're going to see a Ryan Miller esque trade. Ryan Miller, the goalie, not Ryan Miller, the uh, assistant general manager <laughs> deal coming up uh, uh, in the next week, at least with the blues. No, that didn't work out. It was, uh, it was, it, they took a swing. They weren't comfortable. Uh, in goal, um, they ended up being uncomfortable in goal afterward. It just the fit wasn't there for the group, to say the least. You know, just on some other topics, it was interesting, and, and it really is the the, the utter futility of uh, of what happened in overtime the other day. Spoke to two things that uh, has been covered in uh, the Post and Dispatch and STLToday.com. One, you know, losing draws are that's a bad thing, but also losing a draw to start a overtime and never getting the puck back is a bad thing. And, um, and then the OT numbers, I mean, it is, uh, it is pretty, pretty jarring. You know, you would think this team with a, with a, a group of mobile D men and, uh, and a really good supply of, uh, of forwards, you know, you could roll out uh, three groups, highly skilled groups on, uh, on three on three and probably four highly skilled groups on, uh, on three on three. And yet this team's been, uh, been terrible i mean it's a it's it's a bit of a fluke and it's a bit of a head scratcher and it's like the chief said it's not something really that you can scheme out yeah yeah uh yeah they they uh, only buffalo our good friends in buffalo have been worse in the entire uh in the entire league and it exactly to what you're saying how, how does a team that is this good at scoring goals the blues have been fourth and fifth in the league all year uh basically all year in goal scoring uh uh, be uh, almost uh, at times they look uh, almost helpless in the uh, in the OTs. It's 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 one of their worst faceoff teams in in, uh, in well it is their worst faceoff team right now in a decade. And possession is so important. But you also see uh, I think Baruby this year is trusting the younger guys, and it's part of their overall development. Thomas and Cairo, uh, they're 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 getting a lot of work on the three on three where we we would rarely see them before and they've had some glitches you know for as skilled as they are just and and I, I maybe it's something you just have to learn the hard way and through experience I mean they they get caught overextending and uh maybe, maybe looking at the puck maybe being a little too casual not not being as aware maybe as they should be that how important possession is and the urgency of overtime I, I think a Cairo had a very casual backward pass in Montreal and OT that was uh uh that led to a goal by Cole Caulfield. And then uh, Thomas in New Jersey was just caught kind of puck watching and, and had no idea where Doug Hamilton, who's scored an overtime goal or two in his career, just came in the back door and, and, and scored. And, and so it's happened a few times. And then it, it happened the other night with uh, Cairo, uh, the first of two line changes and he goes all the way down the ice and you, you know, Baruby's probably screaming in his head or maybe screaming out loud. 
They're not going to score a goal from 200 feet away, Jordan. <laughs> Just hang back a little bit. But those guys, you know, again, they're young, and this is new to them. And uh, uh, the, the good thing is in, in the playoffs, that there's no three-on-three format. So at least we can look forward to that. <laughs> Yeah, that's an excellent point. They only have to get through what twenty-five more games here on uh, on being able to play three by three, and then then it becomes a problem for next season. Um, but as I wrote this morning, I mean that's you know if they're just an ordinary team. If they are a five hundred team, that's three more points they would have. And as tight as the Central Division is, you'd love to have those three points. That would give you they'd be seven points up on the guys chasing, which looks a whole lot better uh, than four points. It uh, it would give them some breathing room. And as Guru pointed out, it's, 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 you can't really practice three on threes. You go out there and you skate around and then you wait for something to happen. And, but it's not like you could have a system. This is how we're going to play three on threes. It's like common sense stuff that you have to do. And they just have to start doing common sense stuff to win some games. All right, one last topic here on the net front. And that is a, uh, we've got to make fun of somebody, right? So, um, <laughs> That somebody would be the Vegas Golden Knights, man. It when it everything has gone wrong for those guys. Uh, injuries have been a huge issue right now. Mark Stone's out. Max Pacioretty's been out. Uh, Alec Martinez has been out after taking that skate in the face. He's missed the the, the chunk of the season. The uh, fat Robin Leonard has uh, has once again pulled some um, pulled or injured something. It uh, and you know it, I just don't. It just goes one. It's it's unfortunate they just have had a lot of, of unfortunate luck, but they've also made a lot of weird decisions over time that have put them in this position. You know, uh, going for Robin Leonard when you already had Mark Andre Fleury, going for Alex Petrangelo when Shea Theodore was taking off uh, the ghost of the uh, Evgeny Dodonov, who's just been utterly useless. Um, making the big Jack Eichel play at the expense of Alex Tuck, who's played great in Buffalo and also creating, at some point, major cap issues for you. You just could go on and on of things where they added something where they had something, and uh, and, and including a, a coaching change, and there may be another one coming. I don't know, JT, that it's sort of like they're the anti-Blues. The Blues have been, when they strike, they strike big, but generally uh, Doug Armstrong's a pretty composed operator. Uh, he'll make a bold move, but he has a vision. JT, I don't know if there's ever been a vision with the Golden Knights. They just seem to be uh, – uh, every time there's a shiny new object, they lunch for it. It's a great pregame. It's a great spectacle, but I think the party's over in Vegas. I don't think they make the playoffs this year. I, I think they're going to, they're going to slip, uh, slip right out every now and then. And I don't know if you guys get uh, uh, this, uh, some, somebody on Twitter throws out, sends me uh Petro stats compared to Justin Fox, at least this year and Fox are better, at least in terms of plus minus goals. <laughs> and assists but uh yeah yeah jeff that was a pretty restrained restrained surgical uh slicing and dicing of the vegas knights um i'm used to more venting but uh you know i'm impressed nonetheless i'm impressed i, I could be wrong and i because it's a big world out there but i would think that within the nhl there are a whole lot of people just taking great comfort in seeing this happen to vegas <laughs> I, I, this is just like, you know, the, the people are just thinking, and it's not that they're not, that, that they're bad people there, but it's like, finally, you have to deal with all these things that are happening. Um, you know, it, you need to, here's a lesson to learn. 
right now is to have you know, sign another guy that's making $10 million a year. Sure, we'll figure out what to do about that. And we'll keep trading away players because we'll sign the next. Yeah. So I, I would imagine there was a certain level of uh, satisfaction outside of the greater Las Vegas area. Yeah, because they're they're well, for for the longest time they look smarter than everybody, and and maybe they're not as smart as we thought. They made it look easy almost. Well, I was looking well, at some numbers Rogers. where where uh, that if they if they had goalkeeping like Seattle has had this year, they would not have had that first year. But they had great goalkeeping from Fleury, and that's what made the first season happen. If they had Grubauer, you know, is their goalie that year. They would not have had that success. Yeah, I was, was going to say, Ron Francis is one of the guys that's probably happy that they're not uh, leading <laughs> the league right now because it's his team obviously has looked bad by comparison. But, yeah, it came easily for them and, you know, and good on them because they, they used the system to fleece some teams and left some hard feelings, I'm sure, during the expansion process. And then they've been aggressive poaching other people's players, which can lead to hard feelings. So, yeah, I, I got to think that, you know, because and they've done some things that just didn't, didn't make any a whole lot of sense um, that would probably have caught some people by surprise because they didn't make any sense. You know, the whole Petro thing didn't really make sense for him at all. No. And, you know, no. now they're going to have the back end of his career to pay. And, and uh, you know, he'll end up living in St. Louis the rest of his life and, and <laughs> all that. And he'll he'll come back here and and, you know, he'll be happy that he took the money and all that, I guess. But it just that whole thing was just so stupid. Because, uh, you know, Nate Schmitz had a heck – he's a good player. And he was a good player for them. They had to get rid of Nate Schmidt in order to make the Petro thing work. And he's not Petro. He's not Justin Falk even. But he's a good player. You know, and he was yeah. well-liked. He was a popular guy in the team. And so, did did uh, Petro cost anyway, himself so a statue? Like, did he cost himself a statue <laughs> at, uh, at 14 at Clark by leaving? Or do you think he yeah, still absolutely, gets absolutely, yeah. yeah. No, I don't think he does. He'll get Maybe he'll pull one up for him in Vegas. So, see, <laughs> see how people feel about this? Hard feeling. So, anyways, all right. Well, this has been great, guys. We'll we'll be back next week after the trade deadline. We'll see after we've tried to tamp down speculation. After we have tried to make fans uh, be realistic approaching the the big day, they'll probably make it like a six player trade. So, yeah, we'll, how it usually works. We'll yeah. see what happens. So, but until next time, for Jim Thomas, for Tom Timmerman, the hardworking geek guys, I'm Jeff Gordon. See ya.